This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our acts of faith. Susan is the director of the Inn and oversees the expansion of new fields with World Team. Could you tell us a little bit about the Inn? The Inn launched with workers in 2017, and it was such an exciting time because our goal is to reach unreached diaspora in the United States. People ask, who are diaspora? Well, they're just people who have changed from one country to another. And we decided we would focus on people from North Africa, the Middle East, South Asia, Central Asia, people that had come to the United States from those countries. So we focus on reaching out to uh, people who are coming into this country from those places with the gospel message. How many sites did you start with and where are you at now? Our first workers launched in July of 2017. That was our first and only site. And just five, six years later, we have eight sites and we actually serve in 11 different communities. With that expansion over the years, what is your goal? And where are you trying to get to with that expansion? Our prayer goal is to get to 20 different sites, 20 different cities where the inn would be located, probably serving close to 30 communities. We hope to recruit and equip 125 workers who in each city in which they live, uh, they are also then mobilizing, equipping volunteers from that city to serve alongside of them. What did that expansion look like in this past year? Every year, it's exciting to see what God will do, what new sites will open. And this past year, we were uh, blessed to open a new site in Houston, Texas. Houston is being led by Lindy and Tricia. Who are the people that you're trying to reach with the gospel in Houston? Our primary uh, goal is to reach out to Muslims. Generally speaking, that would be uh, just whomever God leads us to. Specifically, one, one particular group or narrowing it down uh, is yet to be determined. Currently, we're in contact with Turks, Afghans, Iranians, and uh, Jordanians and Palestinians. What does your day-to-day -day ministry look like? And what are some of the models that you're using for ministry? Well, in, uh, in the day-to-day, -day, every day is, is different in many ways. But the first thing we do in the day is we begin with prayer. That's, uh, that's foundational and extremely important. And then we move on to our personal study of the word. And we have our time that we spend ourselves looking into God's word and uh, seeing what he has for us each day. We're currently uh, assisting in ESL classes on two days a week uh, to make additional connections. What are some of the challenges to starting a ministry like this? I think the biggest challenge for us is uh, trying to find teammates to come alongside us. And I know World Team is working hard at that and with lots of prayer and reaching out. 
And also for us, we're reaching out to people we meet here that might join us that just live here in Houston. They would come alongside us. We have one lady that is possibly interested. Uh, we're talking to her. And then we're trying to, the people that we've met, the Muslims that we've met, we're trying to build a deep enough relationship that they'd be willing to study the Bible with us. Mm. And so far, they're not quite trusting enough yet. Yeah. But God's at work. In our Philadelphia insight, we call it a metro site. Our goal is to cover the entire Philadelphia area over time. We were able to open a brand new area in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, specifically uh, ministering to Arabic speakers. And then we had a vacancy in our Lancaster in team for the team leader role. And this past year, we were able to mobilize uh, new team leaders in Lancaster. So it's been an exciting year. What do you anticipate for this coming year? For 2023, we're looking for uh, at least one new site that we have uh, prepared or it's in process to open in uh, the first part of the year. We're also in conversation with people from a second city. So in 2023, I believe we will open at least one new insight. And I believe with that, we'll probably enter into two or three different communities. What are some of the needs that you're facing in order to meet the goals that you have? Our biggest need is workers. Uh, we cannot open an insight without team leaders. And so our biggest need, our biggest challenge uh, is to find workers uh, that are equipped and willing and called of God uh, to, to lead a new team um, and to launch a new team in that area. If I was to uh, say an equal need, um, probably that comes first actually is prayer. The existing team leaders within the inn, we pray together on a regular basis that God will open our eyes, give us connections in the cities in which he would have us serve. These are essentially pioneering ministries for these expansion sites. What kind of people are needed and what are the strengths that are needed from those people in order to take on this task? We have many uh, wonderful missionaries in world team, but not everyone is a pioneer. So I like the way that you phrase that, that this is a pioneering effort when you launch a new insight. We need people who have leadership skills, obviously, because they're going to lead a team, but they also have to be people who aren't afraid to fail. We've tried as many things in the end that haven't worked as we've tried things that have. And not everyone's willing to take that kind of a risk. So we need people who are willing to try new things, uh, to lead people. Uh, we also need people who are really given to prayer. If you're going to do Muslim and Hindu ministry in particular, you need to be a praying person. And so prayer is a huge part of it. Did you ever envision yourselves being a part of a sort of pioneering ministry like this? Lindy and Trisha. Not really. Not, not really. It's exciting to see what God does. And it's teaching us a lot about trust every day. <laughs> they also need to be networkers. In every site uh, that we launch with the inn, we create a network of churches, individuals, businesses who will come alongside of us to serve alongside of us. It expands our team three, four, five fold. And it's why we can be so successful. 
So networkers are important to the process. What does the process of starting one of these new locations look like? From the selection of where you're going to actually getting people on the ground and doing ministry? One of the big things that we do, and I'm going to say it one more time, is we pray and ask God, is this a place that we can serve, that we fit, that we could impact? The next thing we do is something called ethnographic research. Who is in this location? How many people within this group uh, are in this location? What are their needs? Are those needs something that we are equipped and able to meet? We won't open a site without a team leader. Team leaders are required to be full-time workers with World Team. And so that's a requirement as well. Once we have a team leader and we've established who's in the city, what their needs are, who else is serving in the city, then we actually start thinking about what are the felt needs that the in workers can meet so that we have opportunity to share the gospel and then hopefully in time to plan a church. So ethnographic research is really key to what we do. It sets up the whole initial phase of opening up a new insight. What's the support system for these teams, especially for these expansion sites? Something that is unique about the inn and why I think we've been able to expand so rapidly is we built a model uh, so that we can take the training that we offer to one site, learn from that and offer it to the next new site. And so we offer a lot of training and development to in leaders, especially as they're launching their new site. We have not attracted a lot of workers who have uh, significant experience in Muslim or Hindu ministry. And so we're finding that people have interest and we have the desire to, to train them. And so really that's really the key to what we're doing is we have a philosophy of ministry. We know how to do training and development of workers. And as each new site is brought on board, all of the other existing team leaders work together to help that new leader uh, acclimate into their new role. We meet as team leaders once a month all together via Zoom. Uh, we have training once a month with all of the in workers. We have team leader retreats and we have an 18 month new team leader training process so that leaders never feel like they're out there on their own trying to invent something that they don't know how to do. What are some ways that you've heard that God is working in these expansion locations? Every time we enter into a new location, a new city, we get a bigger glimpse of what God is at work doing right here in the United States. One of our newer expansions um, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, uh, is specifically uh, geared towards reaching people who speak Arabic. And as we entered into that location, we realized just how many hundreds of thousands of Arabic speakers are in proximity to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We find that there's communities of Jordanians down towards the Atlantic City, New Jersey area. We are close to Philadelphia with people from all of the Arabic speaking nations. So we learn um, just new things about our city and our location every time we expand. We also get a chance to see 
the great need there is for the gospel to be shared among unreached peoples. In our Cherry Hill, uh, New Jersey location, it might surprise you to learn that the majority of the people that we're reaching out to have never had a conversation with a Christian. And so, yes, they live in America where you can buy a Bible or turn on the radio and maybe hear a, a gospel program. But to hear the gospel in, in their heart language or in a way that's effective for their cultural viewpoints or understanding, it just doesn't exist. And so it's something that's really exciting. We have um, a family that's been coming out to the church. They have not put their faith in Christ yet, but they found a loving community. So as they have moved into the area and know almost no one, they find a community who they're drawn to, and what they're drawn to, honestly, I believe, is Jesus in the lives of the people they're meeting. And so it's the idea of offering community to people who don't have community. Do you have an example of an unusual opportunity that God has laid before you in the course of beginning your work there in Houston? He's, he's made lots of opportunities, unusual opportunities available to us. Some of our best work has been done and making contacts at the grocery store. We intentionally go to an Indo-Pakistani uh, halal grocer that's only a few blocks away from here. And there we have the opportunity to, to especially with the women, uh, Tricia can ask, you know, how to, how to prepare this this vegetable or that we're not accustomed to. It's something that we don't find every day here. Uh, I prepare this. Uh, there was a, a, there were bags of uh, flaked rice and trying to find out how to prepare that or ask how it's used. Um, just open great doors. Uh, tell them what that lady did. One of the ladies that I was talking to, she said, let's see, she was from, Pakistan? Yes. And it's the Iranians, I believe, that cooked that. Her daughter-in-law is that is Iranian. So she called her at work and demanded that she tell me how to cook those. You know, so I got the recipe sent from the daughter-in-law, you know, how to cook them. Again, it's that hospitality, you know, when you ask a question, they're going to do their very best to answer it. If you were to meet someone who is considering joining one of these expansion locations, what advice would you have for them? One of the first things that was ever given to us before we got into any mission work was be flexible. Uh, and the pastor told us, he says, the first thing about missions is to be flexible. And the second thing is to be flexible. And the third thing is to be flexible. And he has certainly been right. Change is something we can always count on. And uh, even though we develop our plans and we have our ideas and our uh, intentions it's gods that will work out it's it's this plan that we're here to serve and so uh, as he brings changes to us we want to welcome them and uh, and see how we can can change our plan to meet what he wants us to do with working with Muslims that are refugees living in Houston, 
do you find that their hearts are ready and softened to hear the gospel? In general, especially those who have been here for a little bit longer period of time, certainly perceive a freedom to be able to talk with with people about uh, their religious thoughts. And uh, there is certainly an understanding of much more freedom here. Uh, and in general, without oversight, nobody's really watching them. And so that, that does afford uh, much of a better opportunity. We have heard a story about a restaurant owner that now considers you to be family. Could you tell us that story? One day we were trying to figure out where to go. And we thought, started looking on my phone. And I saw this place called Tahini Plus. And it looked like it was all halal. We thought, that'd be a great place. Well, they're Palestinian. And the dad runs the restaurant. And the son is the major. Um, Front man. Yeah. So anyway, he was waiting on us and stuff. And just super friendly. Uh, he's married to an American. They've been here seven years. I believe yes and uh so we just kind of started talking and we went back the next week and they gave us a dessert and it was delicious we didn't know what it was i can't remember what it's called right now but anyway <laughs> so i make cookies so the next time we went back i brought them some cookies and they just loved them and said then mohammed who's the dad said y'all don't have to buy dessert here anymore just you know you're going to get a dessert when you come in anyway so, you know, we've, we've gotten to talk, have a few spiritual conversations, but right now it's just mostly that building relationship. I do have to say that, that uh, it's something that might reflect on that is uh, when we, we recently had a, our first grandchild born, uh, a granddaughter. And the very next time we, we had, called them and let them know that we wouldn't be there that week because we were there with our, our daughter as our granddaughter was being born. And so when we did go back, we, we spoke about uh, our new granddaughter and showed pictures, of course. And they said, you know, when, when we have uh, a son born, a male child born, we will sacrifice a goat or a lamb, and uh, and I said, well, you know, in our traditions, in in our beliefs, Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, and so there is no need for additional sacrifice. I said, we just we just celebrate their birth. When Susan was here, we took them over there, and, and they got to meet uh, Izan and Muhammad. And she told us later on, he said, uh, oh, yes, they're, uh, uh, he's, I think he described me as being a, a family friend of his father. If you could distill it down to maybe one or two ways that people could be praying for the inn and these expansion projects, what would those be? For the expansions we experienced in 2022, to pray for those leaders the leaders in Houston, the leaders in Cherry Hill, the leaders in Lancaster, that God would continue to grow them and expand their understanding of Muslim ministry, that God would just be with them through the, the ups and downs of launching something new. A second, 
prayer request for 2023 and beyond is that God would continue to help us identify team leaders who are excited about opening new sites. If we're going to get to 20 sites, that means we have 12 more before we're reaching our goal and we need 12 more team leaders. We don't have a particular time frame in which all of this has to happen, but the sooner the better. And so that would be my second request. My third request is for the people that we're ministering to. It's very challenging for them to understand the gospel and to put their faith in Christ. They are leaving uh, not only their religion, but they're leaving cultural norms. They're, they're leaving uh, the faith of their families. And in many cases, that's very challenging to do so that God would give the courage that they need to go ahead and put their faith in him. Since your history with the inn goes way back to the very beginning, do you remember a particular moment or experience where you thought, this is what we should be doing? This is God moving in this ministry. Anytime you create a new ministry, there's a lot of excitement, enthusiasm. You wonder, will it work? How will God move? What will this look like? And then you step into this new ministry and people are joining you. Workers are becoming part of the inn. And we were probably just into our second workers in the inn when someone put their faith in Christ and when they reflected back why they were able to do that or why they did that, what, what drew them to Christ. It was because a believer, a committed follower of Jesus, loved them, cared about them, created genuine relationship with them and walk them through all of their questions to the point where they could put their faith in Christ. That was a huge moment for us because while we heard all the statistics about how Muslim people in the US, for example, have never had a conversation, a meaningful conversation with a Christian, we realized the power of building relationships and how pretty much any committed follower of Jesus can do that. It doesn't require special skills. It doesn't require some unbelievable gifting. It just requires people who know and love the Lord and who want to share their faith with others. It was so freeing because up until that point, we weren't sure exactly the person or the people that we would need to make this ministry fly. And here it was just ordinary people who were willing to love people that were different from them to take that risk, that, that opportunity to build those relationships and to see God do his work in their lives. That was a moment that these two couples and myself knew that the inn had a future and that we could have an impact. To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities, go to us.worldteam.org and click Go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from World Team workers, click Pray. To give to World Team's ministries, click Donate. This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team U.S. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org. Thank you.